Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary, and I'm really excited to share with you today about something that I recently self-published. It's been a dream in the making, to be honest. A number of years ago, I had a book called Breakfast in Bethlehem, but when the publisher went out of business, it ceased in publication and never was picked up by any other publisher. This Christmas, I'm excited to share the story of Breakfast in Bethlehem once again. It's contained in a collection of two Christmas stories called Father Looney's Christmas Stories, where I tell the story of this young boy who goes to Bethlehem with an angel and sees the events of Christmas unfold, including breakfast made by the innkeeper in Bethlehem. In the second story, Flowers from the Shepherd Boy, I share a story about a young boy who meets the three magi, who shares with him the story of Christ's birth, and then how this young boy meets the Holy Family as they are fleeing into Egypt. These stories of Christmas and the Epiphany, I hope, will be ones you wish to share with the little people in your life. You can head on over to Amazon and buy a copy of Father Looney's Christmas Stories. You can find the link in the show notes. And now, on with today's show. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. During the month of November, we are getting ready for the season of Advent through the episodes that I'm releasing, talking about different Advent devotions and different ways that we can prepare our hearts so that when Advent comes, and it's coming quickly, just like Jesus will one day, Uh, that we will be ready to begin that celebration and prepare our hearts for Christmas. You might have heard of the Advent wreath. You see them in your churches. You might even have one in your home. But there's another Advent devotion that families practice called the Jesse Tree. It's one personally that I've never practiced, but maybe this will be the year. And I'm happy to be speaking today with Eric Sammons, who is the author of the book, The Jesse Tree, alongside uh, his wife, Susan. And uh, Eric Sammons is uh, the author of seven books, including Deadly Indifference from Sophia Institute Press and is the editor-in-chief of Crisis Magazine. His wife is an, a writer, also an editor and a homeschooling mother, and she provides beautiful illustrations. And this is a devotion they've practiced for a while as a married couple, so I'm sure he'll have great insights to share with all of us today. So thanks so much, Eric, for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Father. And I'm familiar with Crisis Magazine, with some of the different articles that you guys put out. Uh, I had Kevin Wells on the show a while back, and I know that he often writes for Crisis. So I think that you're making a great contribution uh, in many ways uh, to the life of the church uh, through different publications and articles. And now you're able to make this contribution to the devotional life of the people of God because of the Jesse tree. And I think first, we just have to understand what is the Jesse tree. 
Yeah, that's a great question. It's something I had never heard of when I got married. I grew up Protestant. Perhaps that's the reason, although I think a lot of Catholics don't know what it is either. Uh, but when I got married, when we we got married in May, and as we get, got ready for our first uh, Advent together, my wife brought up the, the Jesse tree that she had done with her family. She was a cradle Catholic. And I was like, oh, what's that? And she said, oh, it's this great devotion where basically every day during Lent, you, you reflect upon uh, the ancestors of Jesus. The Jesse tree comes from the, the Jesse is the father of David. And, and in Isaiah 11, it talks about how uh, the root of Jesse will spring up this Savior. Now, people at the time when, it, when Isaiah wrote were kind of thinking of David, the son of Jesse. But really, of course, we know the true root of Jesse is, is Jesus Christ. And so what we do is we look through the family tree, so to speak, of Jesus, all, going all the way back to Adam, and we go through the Old Testament, one figure or event from the Old Testament each day during Advent, and in a sense, it's a way then to prepare for the coming of the Christ. So just like the Old Testament is the preparation for the Gospel, so the Jesse tree during Advent, it allows us to prepare our hearts for the coming of the Christ child at, at Christmas. So it was your wife that introduced you to the Jesse tree. And what was your first reaction then as you went through that first Advent? And you've been married, I believe, since like 1995, and you've done it every year since. So how has it progressed for you as a family as you've integrated this devotion into your own life, to your family life? Uh, what's it mean to you? You know, it really has become the centerpiece of our Advent. I love it, and I will say early on, I loved it because as a, as a former Protestant, I, I very much was uh, interested in the Scriptures and, you know, the whole thing about Catholics don't read Bibles or things like that. Well, here's a case where every single day during Advent, we could read a passage from the Bible and reflect upon it. And as the kids came, we, we had our first kid about a year and a half after we were married. And, and as the kids started coming, we have seven now. Every year we were able to do this devotion. And the great thing is it's a perfect family devotion. Because what you do, you have ornaments for every day, you put them on the tree, each ornament is a symbol of that person for the day. So, for example, on the day of Adam and Eve, it's an apple. Uh, for, the, for Joseph, uh, the foster father of Jesus, it's, it's carpenter's tools. Uh, for Joseph, it, the, the patriarch, it's a many-colored coat. So each day, uh, and so one of our kids will put it up on the Jesse tree. And, and so this it's great way of anticipating Christmas and really escaping for at least a few minutes every day the craziness of the modern secular Christmas season. So each year we would do it, and, and we had this old book we used, and I'll be blunt, it wasn't very good. It was written in like the 60s or 70s, and it kind of had some funky stuff in there. And what happened would be is I would change it while I'm reading it to the kids. I'd be like, okay, I can't say this. This isn't really good. And so we started to write up our own things, each year, we started to write more and more until finally, I think it was about 10 years ago or so, some friends of ours found out what we were doing. They said, oh, could we have copies of what you do? So we wrote it up in a Word file, printed it out, and gave it to some of our friends. They started using it, and just they and more people wanted it. And so finally, we are like, okay, this seems to be something that a lot of families could benefit from, and that's how we ended up uh, writing the book. And that's great. And I was going to ask you if there's a book out there. And of course, yours is kind of the book. But there must have been, as you mentioned, one that kind of popular, popularized uh, this devotion uh, in many different Catholic households. Now, it's interesting because we call it the Jesse tree. It's for the season of Advent. 
And so it's almost as if we transition then on Christmas Day from the Jesse tree to the Christmas tree. Is that a fair assessment? It is. And I know a lot of people, and there's some debate among Catholics about when do you put up your Christmas tree. Some people are, are very strict. I won't put it up until Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas Day. Others will put it up earlier. And I don't think, personally, I don't, I'm not real hung up about that. But that's exactly right, though, in the sense of how the family transitions is during Advent, you know, this Jesse tree. Typically what people do is they might have a small little tree they use for the Jesse tree that they could just set on their table or something like that, and they could put the ornaments on. Then when it comes time for Christmas, you have the big tree in the, in the family room or whatever the case may be where you have all the dis- different ornaments. And really it helps the whole family, particularly the kids, because they, they can see it visually and they can live it out. They can see Advent's not the Christmas season. It's a penitential season. Uh, as you know, of course, the priests wear the vestments are, are purple. And so we're, we're in a real season of preparation. And so that helps them to remind them each, each night. We do it at night before we, we, we go to bed with the kid, with, when the kids go to bed. Uh, each night they can remember, okay, we're in the Advent season because they're going to hear and see all the Christmas things when they go out. They're going to see it at school. They're going to see it at the grocery store, whatever. But hopefully this reminds them, okay, we're really, though, in the Advent season now, not the Christmas season. You mentioned that you were a Protestant, and so you converted to the Catholic faith. You marry your wife. You practice the Jesse Tree devotion. I'm curious, as a Protestant, was there any emphasis on the season of Advent? Because I listen to a few different Protestant speakers through their podcasts or whatever, just because I, I have an interest in some of the things they say, but uh, I, I've noticed, and one of them, for example, is Annie Downs. She has a great interest in Advent, and she can't wait to celebrate Advent. And she doesn't belong to a liturgically based church. You know, there are other denominations out there that have a liturgical basis. They have a season of Advent, but she's really big on the season of Advent. Was that something that you were brought up in in your Protestant tradition? Not really. I grew up in a United Methodist church, and we would have an Advent wreath at the church each Sunday, but there wasn't really that much of a celebration of it. We were a little bit uh, lower liturgical for an average Methodist church. Uh, Obviously, if you go to, for example, an Episcopal church, even many Lutheran churches, they're going to do more. So it really was hit or miss. And I had some friends, like I I remember I had a friend um, who was uh, German heritage, and he was Protestant, though, and they definitely did more Advent uh, devotions. It seems to be uh, Germany has a lot of Advent devotions and Christmas devotions. And so really, I found it was very hit or miss. And what I have seen, though, is over the past maybe 10, 15 years, there has been an increase, I think, uh, in Protestants being interested in Advent devotions because of the fact they, they know how crazy the, the, the secular Christmas season is, which basically has already started in, in the beginning of November. <laughs> like the day after Halloween, often they start celebrating Christmas at the stores. And I think a, a lot of good-natured, good-willed Protestants like, hey, wait a minute, that we, we really shouldn't be going so crazy on the secular aspects. Let's, let's try to think of the Christian a- aspects, and when they look at it, they're like, hey, wait a minute, there's a whole season called Advent that we could start celebrating. So I, I think that's a great sign, frankly. Yeah, and I think a lot of these Protestants are on their way to becoming Catholic. And there was this Christian music singer that just had an audience, or he was in the 
audience section of the Pope uh, for a Wednesday audience. And, you know, he gave a reflection on it. It's like, man, you're so close to converting. And uh, so actually yeah. I have the opportunity to speak with him here not too long from now. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have that chat and understand kind of his own impressions of his audience with uh, the Holy Father. And just, you know, one of the things that just strikes me is, again, a Protestant goes to the Holy Land. They go to Rome. And how do they appreciate all of that when they don't profess the Catholic faith? And so you're going to these churches of the Transfiguration. And well, it's a Catholic Church. How do you appreciate it? You know, so I think they're so close, some of them, uh, as they continue to kind of look at, at the Catholics and say, this is what you're doing. And now I want to try to do this too. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, you know, just the, uh, the Jesse Tree devotion is a, is a beautiful devotion for Catholics and uh, non-Catholic Christians, Protestant Christians. Now, our book, we're definitely Catholic. You know, we, we, there's definitely references in there, for example, to the Blessed Virgin Mary and her Immaculate Conception and things like that. But really, the, the way the book is structured, each day is a, a scripture reading and then a reflection on that scripture reading and then a deeper dive deeper into it and a prayer. And the prayers are typically uh, just prayers from the church and, and they're, they're, you know, any, any Christian could pray the vast majority of them without any trouble. So I would just, I would love to see more Protestants uh, practice the, the Jesse tree as well because I do think it puts in, I think the more you study uh, salvation history in the context of the sacred scriptures, the more Catholic you're going to become. I, I know, of course, most people have heard of Scott Hahn. That's a big thing he talks about is this salvation history. And I think as you dive deep into the way our Lord prepared the whole world for the coming of Christ, you see the Old Testament, but specifically how you see the types uh, in the Old Testament, how they point to the new. So, for example, the most classic one is that the, that Jesus is the new Adam, that Adam points to Jesus Christ. Adam was the, the, the father of the human race, and Jesus is the father of the new human race. And so I, I think that's something that everybody kind of acknowledges. Obviously, St. Paul talks about it. But then I mentioned, we, we mentioned in the book that Mary is the new Eve, just as Mary, as Eve uh, said no to God, rejected his, his command. So, so too does Mary say yes to God. He gives her fiat. And I think that's something as you, you dig deeper into that, you can't help but see all the Christian imagery. I mean, the, the ark, I bring, we bring up the ark with Noah and how the ark is a type of the church. And if you're outside of the, of the ark, you're going to die in the flood. Likewise, if you're outside the church, you're going to die. And, and so spiritually. And so it's all these things. I think you know the Jesse Tree is a very Catholic devotion, but okay. To be kind of uh, blunt, it's a good sneaky way to introduce Catholic things to Protestants as well. That's right. One of the things I do during the season of Advent, or at least I did it last year, was that this coffee company. I live in Door County in Wisconsin, which is a very touristy area. Where there's Door County Coffee, and so they had a coffee Advent calendar. 25 different flavors of coffee in little like packets or whatever. And every morning last year, what I did was I made a cup of coffee, went on Facebook Live, talked about something for a few minutes, then prayed the rosary. But I test tasted the coffee and, you know, it was kind of a promotion uh, alongside Door County Coffee. Now, Advent, we know, is 20, is more than 25 days often. It starts uh, in November. So how does one coordinate uh, the start times with the Jesse tree if there's only a set number of characters? 
Right. That's a great question. And it's something actually I, I admit I'm, I'm kind of proud of is I created this chart that's at the beginning of the book. And basically, as you said, Advent can be a different number of days because if, if for example, uh, Christmas falls on a Sunday, then it's going to, that's the, the most it could be. But if it, Christmas falls on Monday, that's the least amount of days it could be. And so what we did was we basically uh, create a chart for each of the possibilities, There's basically seven different possibilities, of how many days of Advent there will be. And we coordinate it so that you know exactly which ornament to do on which day. So for example, if uh, Advent falls on November 27th, which I think is what it does this year, uh, then it, it will tell you, okay, November 27th, you do this, November 28th, you do this day. And it tells you exactly what they have to do. And if it's a full Advent, meaning Christmas on a Sunday, which it is this year, then each ornament, you do one ornament every, one, one reflection every day. But if, for example, you, Christmas doesn't fall on a Sunday, so you have less days, then there's a few days that you will double up ornaments because, and we do it so that the last seven days of Advent, from the December 17th through December 24th, you're actually doing the O antiphons as well as the Jesse tree reflection, the prayers from the O antiphons, because those are always fixed on the 17th, 18th, 19th. And if this sounds completely confusing, it is, which is why we have the chart. <laughs> so it's very easy in the book. You basically just look at, okay, what day does the first Sunday of Advent fall on? Okay, there's my chart. That's, here's exactly which ornament I do on, on which, which reflection I do on which day. So it makes it very simple because it can be very confusing. In fact, that's one of the things that we would always, when we were doing it on our own, we we're always like, okay, now wait, which days do we have to do this on? Which day do we double up? And, and so I, I was like, let's make a chart to make it very easy for people. Now, if this year for my Advent show, let's say I'm going to do the coffee thing again. Now, Maybe I won't pray the rosary. I've kind of found a niche time where I like to pray the rosary. I don't know if I want to do it on Facebook Live, let's say. And so now maybe it's, I'm going to do Advent devotions every day. So I'm thinking maybe the Jesse tree, since it's not as popular as an Advent wreath, this is something that I could do every day on my little Advent show is have my coffee, read about whatever the, the day is, uh, not you know, putting your book out there in the audio form or anything like that, but just, you know, <laughs> read the scripture passage, do my own little reflection on the Jesse tree, and, and then uh, put the ornament on the tree. So my question, I guess, is where do I get a tree? Where do I get these ornaments? Are there kits out there I buy? How do I get a Jesse tree? Yes. Yeah, so great, great question. So Obviously, the book is sold by Sophia Institute Press. So if you just go to sophiainstitute.com, you can buy the book. But the ornaments are also sold in there. So the ornaments you see in our book, which are beautifully done, uh, those ornaments are actually – there's some nice uh, – a shop has created these, and they're, they're very high quality with the exact same images. So you can buy the ornaments as well. Now, the tree part, you're kind of on your own. We, didn't, we figured there's no real great practical way to sell a tree. Some people actually just use – a, uh, a banner with, with hooks on it. Other people uh, buy like a little, one of those little um, artificial trees that you can just set on your desk because it doesn't need to be huge or anything like that. And so then you would just hang it on the tree uh, accordingly. Uh, so, so really, but both the ornaments and the Jesse Tree book are available at Sophia Institute's website. Uh, I think right now we're, I'm, I'm actually, I just, this morning I emailed them to remind them to create it as a bundle so you can buy them both together, but they're both actually still available right now. But I think we're going to make it so that you can uh, buy the two, both the ornaments and the book as a bundle. 
So your family has done this for a very long time. You've practiced the Jesse Tree devotion. Do you do it in the morning? Do you do it in the evening? Do you do it at supper time? What's your family's practice of it? Well, all throughout the year, we have prayer time, and it's pretty rigid. I'm, I'm kind of a rigid, organized person, I admit. And so every each evening at 820, uh, the kids are ready for bed, because some of them are younger, so they get to bed right after prayer. Some of them stay up and do some reading and such. So we, we get together for, for our evening prayer. And during most of the year, we'll, we'll actually do a Compline together or a rosary. But during Advent, what we do right then is we, we gather together around the Jesse tree and we, we pray. And it, it only takes maybe 10 minutes. It depends on, you can actually make it shorter or longer depending on, on your kids and, and things like that. And that's the interesting thing about the book. We actually have two reflections for every day. One is like the general reflection and we're thinking of kids being involved in this. So it's a little more simple. And then my wife kind of wrote that one because she's very good with the little ones. And then there's a dig deeper that I wrote that is, for example, for the adults or if you have teenagers, it can go a little bit deeper. So it just depends on the family situation. We've often have a big spread. So, I mean, my oldest is 25, my youngest is seven. So we've had at home sometimes a, a big spread. But so what we do is we didn't take turns each night. Like right now we have three at home. The, the other ones are out, out at college or out of the house. And so they alternate the first night, the youngest puts the ornament on the next night, the, the, the second youngest and the third night, the third youngest, they, they put the ornament on and then it just kind of rotates. And let me tell you, they know exactly every night who is supposed to put it up. Cause I'll say, Oh, whose turn it is tonight. And they, all three of them know exactly whose turn it is. Cause they keep track of that. So that's what we do. And we spend about 10, 15 minutes doing that, uh, reading the scripture verse, uh, doing the reflection, saying the prayer, and, and then it's, uh, you know, for the littlest ones, it, it's time for uh, bedtime. And then the other ones maybe stay up and read for a little bit. You mentioned that you have some older kids, so one of them 25. And so then it goes down from there. I'm wondering when they come home, so you've raised them in the faith and you've prayed with them uh, each day and such. And so uh, do they still participate in prayer? Are they still practicing the faith? Is what you did, did it work for them that they're still faithful Catholics today? Well, yes, and uh, I, I obviously it was it's the grace of God. I, every parent knows that we do our best, and we can't control what our kids choose to do once they become adults. All we can do is guide them the best we can. But but praise God, all my kids, uh, you know, who are out of the house are, are are practicing, and and they love the Jesse tree as well. In fact, they they kind of, the older kids kind of chuckle because about when they read the reflections in there because. They heard me make those reflections up over the years because I didn't like the one that was in the book. So they think it's kind of funny to uh, when when it, like some of them have friends who get their whose families have gotten our you know book and they'll they'll be like oh yeah here's a you know and they'll they'll see it and they'll be like oh yeah I remember my dad making that up one one year because he didn't like what was in the in the old book we had. So it's kind of funny, but yes, they they really do. Uh, the Jesse Tree is very special to us, and and it's particularly special because. My mother-in-law, who passed away a few years ago, she was the one who really had the deep love of the Jesse tree that she handed on to her uh, daughters. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing that here's my mother-in-law who's passed away now. She had this love of the Jesse tree. She passed it on to her daughter, who's now passed it on to her children. And that's the way Catholic traditions, Catholic devotions are supposed to be passed on. It's just something that is beautiful. In fact, we dedicated this book to my mother-in-law, because she's a beautiful soul, and just she loved the Jesse tree, and and that's how it was passed on to us, and and I just think that's a that, that's great, and I'm hoping then, of course, my one of my daughters is getting married soon. I'm hoping that she will pass on 
the Jesse Tree devotion to her kids and just continues on. Well, that's beautiful. And the Jesse Tree is all about preparing us for Christmas. So Christmas comes, we go to Christmas Day Mass, and now we enter the season of Christmas. And we kind of talked earlier about how the secular world, they tell us that, you know, we should be celebrating Christmas right now. Department stores already have that music on, displays are up, all those things. But then we have 12 more days of Christmas. So what do you what does your family do to kind of keep the spirit of Christmas going to, you know, January 6th, the Epiphany, and, and maybe even to February 2nd for Candle Mass? Yes, we, we obviously we make sure our tree stays up with the ornaments all throughout at least the 12 days of Christmas. We've never made it all the way to uh, Candlemas. That would be that would be quite impressive. I know people who have. We usually take down the tree sometime between Epiphany and Candlemas, uh, but you, you closer to, we've gotten a little closer to Candlemas every year. We're, we're thinking about if we can, if the tree can make it, you know, that's always the, the big uh, issue is whether or not the tree can, can last that long. But yes, we try to do um, different, uh, so during the Christmas season, like I said, we often pray uh, Compline, which is night prayer uh, during the year, and so we do that during Christmas as well, because and we, and we actually add those some of the prayers from evening prayer to, to make it much more part of the Christmas season, we we reflect upon the saint of the day, because, you know, there's those great saints that follow Christmas, St. John the Evangelist, uh, St. Stephen, and some others, and so we really try to make it where this is the Christmas season, and we have all our decorations up, We, we, we it's fully Christmas, uh, we'll even say to each other Merry Christmas during those 12 days of Christmas, and then we, we always make sure we go to Mass on Epiphany, because that's it's kind of the the uh, end of the, the, the formal Christmas season, obviously, as you know, it goes on to Candlemas on, on another level, but try to do that and just to make the kids have a real liturgical sense of the year. And we try to do that throughout the whole year, you know, Lent, Easter, things like that. We try to make the kids always aware of what season uh, that, that we're in at that point so they can focus on that aspect of salvation history. That's great. And I really promote liturgical living, trying to live the spirit of the season that we're observing. And uh, even, you know, with the holy days that we, we've just had with All Saints Day, for example, well, that's an interruption in our life, but it's a great reminder at the beginning of November uh, of the saints in heaven and then All Souls Day to pray for the dead. And that begins a rhythm in our life as we pray, as we visit cemeteries, as we as we do some of those indulgence devotions. So, uh, Eric, you've done great work promoting the Jesse tree, and uh, I've always heard about it. But I've never made the move to practice it. But maybe this is the year I might actually practice this Jesse Tree devotion. Well, I highly recommend it. I really feel like when you get to Christmas, you feel like, okay, this is why I've been waiting for for the past month, and now I now finally he is coming. I, I've heard about his coming. I've seen the preparation for it every single day, and now I, I really am ready for his coming. It's funny because uh, the my my son, when he was, how old was he? He's probably like eight or nine. And it was during Advent. He said, you know, Dad, I just realized the Old Testament's like one big Advent. I'm like, yes, you got it. You that's understand. Right. That's exactly what the Old Testament is. And I was like, when my eight or nine-year-old son said that, I was like, okay, this is working. This The, the Jesse Tree devotion, he's seeing, you know, my kids are seeing that really. And so when you get to, to Christmas, you really do have this this anticipation has built up because you saw Adam and Eve, you see Mo- Abraham, Moses, Noah, you know, David, all these figures. And you're like, 
And the last few readings from the Jesse tree are actually from the New Testament, but they're about Joseph or Mary or John the Baptist preparing at the very end. And so it's like it builds up until it explodes at Christmas. And so I, I personally think it's a great way to really understand the real meaning of Christmas and, and enter into it and kind of escape from a lot of the, the craziness that's going on. One of the things that I always preach on, especially when it comes to Our Lady, is that she had nine months of an intense Advent, but her whole life before that was a season of Advent. And so, but she knows that the Advent is coming to an end and that the light is going to come into the world. But in those last weeks uh, of her pregnancy, uh, just a, that's where we are as we celebrate Advent, is in the final days of the Advent of the people of God. And, and now that promise has been fulfilled. And so your son has so beautifully captured that, and, and all from the Jesse Tree. Now, the Jesse Tree book is available from Sophia Institute Press. You mentioned you can get ornaments over there. And I just want to mention to people that if you go to Amazon, which I don't recommend, you you should go to your local Catholic bookstore and buy the book there or buy it directly from Sophia Institute. But if you go to Amazon and type in The Jesse Tree, Eric Salmons, there's going to be two books that come up. But you're going to want the one with the red circle, the one from Sophia Institute Press, because there was an earlier edition of this book, which this is kind of a, a, a deeper dive and a, a deeper edited version, I suppose you could say. Yes, we, we, we originally self-published this, and it was on Amazon. I actually asked Amazon to take it, to say it's no longer available, and they, they wouldn't do it because I don't really like Amazon, but that's what happened. Uh, but anyway, and this one, though, is when Sophia said, hey, we would love to publish this, we, we basically rewrote it. It's, it's much, it's just, I think it's a greatly improved. We kind of realized some things from the first edition. We're like, hey, we could really make a lot of improvements here. And I would say it's probably 89, 80 to 90% uh, rewritten and redone. And so, yes, definitely the, the red cover one with the red circle, not the blue cover one, is, is, is the one from Sophia. That's the one you want to get. And I love the fact that Mary is right there at the top of the cover as well. So uh, this devotion of the Jesse tree will help us to deepen our devotion during the season of Advent. We'll learn about Mary and her Advent, and we'll be able to celebrate Christmas more joyfully. Uh, Eric Sammons, where do you reside on the internet? How can people find you? Well, my own website is just ericsammons.com. Uh, just my name, ericstems.com, and also, of course, uh, Crisis Magazine is crisismagazine.com. Wonderful. So thanks so much for joining me today and How They Love Mary and to share this devotion with me and so many others. So you're going to light a fire in the Catholic devotional world for the Jesse tree, I have a feeling. I hope so. I hope so, Father. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show and for all the many ways that you support the podcast. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to check out Sock Religious. I love their socks. I love their shirts. And so go over to Sock Religious, use the link in the show notes, and buy some holy socks or some holy shirts that you can wear to evangelize your family and your friends. If you also want to support the podcast, I invite you to please share the podcast with your friends or on your social media platforms. Rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't mind, please follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My handle is at FR Edward Looney. You'll see all of the posts, all of the content that I put out each week by following me there. Thanks so much again for listening today. Know that I am entrusting you to the heart of Mary, asking her to pray for you 
this day and every day. And if you don't mind, say a prayer for me too. Let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.